888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. Welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Samuel from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting interview for you today. In today's episode, episode 276, I'm on the line with none other than Dr. Anissa Holmes from DeliveringWow.com, a website dedicated to helping dentists get more new patients by building fascinating brands and by getting the best ROI on social media. She's a practicing dentist, social media strategist, author, podcaster, speaker, voted as one of the top 25 women in dentistry by Dental Products Report. Dr. Holmes has effectively mastered the skill of the use of social media to drive real-world business. Her Facebook page has nearly 50,000 likes, and she knows how to get a high ROI from her marketing efforts. I brought her on here today to talk about how to grow your business using Facebook. This is a topic I've been focusing a lot on recently, and I'm excited to get into it. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Anissa, how are you doing? I'm doing fine, Leslie. What's going on? I am doing well. I should have said, Dr. Holmes, (laughs) how are you doing today? (laughs) I'm doing fine. I can't complain. All right. Now, you're all the way down in Jamaica right now, right? Absolutely, absolutely. This is where you live. You, you, you were in America. You decided, hey, there's something about the island life is just awesome, and I gotta go there. Absolutely. Well, I am originally from New Orleans, and like you said before, I am actually a dentist. And I met my husband, who's an oral surgeon, when I was practicing or when I was studying, and he's originally from Jamaica. So we decided to move here about ten years ago just to experience that island life. And I can't tell you, I mean, it's just been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so so no plans on moving away from J- the Caribbean anytime soon or anything of that sort? Well, you never know where life will take you. But for now, I'm really, really happy. Uh, all right. So, and I could even hear a little, even though you're not Jamaican, I could hear a little bit of, a, of the Jamaican influence going on there. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. So, okay. I, I, I need to understand how this all went down. So let's go back. Um, so you became a dentist. Start there. Where did things kind of evolve as you got into dentistry and all that good stuff? Good stuff. So like I said before, I am originally from the States and I practiced in Alabama for about seven years. And after that time, my husband finished his residency in oral surgery and we decided to move here to Jamaica. So I had a practice for about five years working with another dentist who had a, you know, really was really well known. And then I said, you know what, we're not moving back to the States. I'm going to go back and start my practice again. And that was actually in 2010. And so I started another solo practice at that time. And that was also when, you know, business pages started to really evolve with Facebook. And I really started growing my practice from then, you know, with Facebook marketing. So, okay. So you started growing your practice with Facebook marketing. 
But now I'm seeing um, not only do you, dent you, you do the dentistry, you not only do you do Facebook marketing to grow your own practice, but now you start teaching dentists how to use social media. How did that transition <laughs> come into place? Okay, so just going back a few years. So a few years ago, I really wanted to take my practice to the next level. And I hired a coach, a business coach. And we started to put in systems and we really had some fascinating things happen. And so in my practice, we put in systems and we were able to triple our revenue and some really interesting ha things were happening in terms of ROI for our marketing. And so my coach about two years ago, she said, okay, what's next you know, for you? So you've grown this practice. It can run without you. You know, you're really profitable. We winded up having to actually, you know, triple our space. And I grew a new practice out of, um, out of profits. And she said, okay, what's next? You know, what's going to be your legacy? And I thought a lot about it. And, you know, she really wanted me to be a coach with her. And I said, you know, I really don't want to help business owners, you know, I don't want to help manufacturers, for example, yeah. but I can help dentists, you know, because I know how to grow a dental practice, you know, in just three years, you know, we had some, like I said, tripled our revenue. We were able to really do some phenomenal things. The practice is running without me. So I thought about it and I said, you know what, I'm going to help dentists. That's going to be my legacy. And, uh, and so I actually wrote a book, um, called delivering while wow, how dentists can build a fascinating brand and achieve more while working less. And it's really interesting, you know, how we, you know, get started with, with podcasting. And I don't think I've ever told this story before, but I said, you know what, I need to promote my book. So I'm going to start a podcast. Right. <laughs> and that was sort of my thought. And it's so interesting how these things evolved. And so in January, I started my podcast. Well, little did I know that people would start interviewing me for their podcasts. And everyone was asking me, okay, I know that you're doing systems. I know that you can, you know, get people to get results in terms of profits, but how in heaven's name are you getting 50 new patients, <laughs> you know, every single month from Facebook? Like we want to know that. And I only spend $500 a month. That's it. That's my budget for Facebook. And they're like, how do you have like all of these testimonials on your page. I mean, it's really engaging. Um, you know, like you said before, we have over 50,000 people that are following our page, which is one of the largest followings in a dental practice really in the world. And people are like, tell me, you know, how are you getting those results? <laughs> and so I said, okay, so I started talking about it. And I, I you know, actually started a, a private Facebook group and, um, you know, dentists kept emailing me and they're like, teach me, teach me, I want to know how are you doing this? Because this is crazy. How can you spend, you know, $500 and you're, you know, making like $10,000 off of it? That just doesn't make any sense. And so that's sort of where all of this began, you know, in terms of my, so my whole online um, marketing uh, journey or transformation or the initiation, I'll say. And like you said before, now I'm actually teaching dentists around the world how to grow their dental practices using Facebook marketing. Oh man, okay, I love this. There's so much there's so much in what you just said. I want to like <laughs> dissect it all. Let's go back to the one of the first things you said. Oh man. Okay, I, I got to contain myself. Uh, you said that w you started working with the coach and then started putting systems in place. Can you talk to me a little bit about some of those systems? Because I could imagine someone kind of heard that and they're like, oh, wait, wait, no, those systems. Let's go back to that. I want to hear some of that. Because one of, the, one of the great things about what you've done is you've kind of been able to 
remove yourself to a certain extent from your business so that it can run on its own. So let's talk a little bit about those systems. What kind of systems did you put in place? Absolutely. So the whole goal at the end of the day was to grow my local business, which was my dental practice, so that it could really run without me, meaning that I could be there because I want to be there, but not because I have to be there. And so that was really the ultimate goal of that practice. And so the question was, okay, what do you have to do to be able to get a practice to run without you? And so first, just thinking about what do you want to be known for in the community? And for us, you know, what we want to be known for is for delivering an amazing wow experience. And so, for example, in my dental practice, we're very different and unique. We focus on wow experiences. So you come in, we actually uh, greet you at the door. We're giving you um we're giving you Blue Mountain coffee, high chocolate, gourmet tea. Oh, wow. We have freshly baked plants and tarts. We give you a tour. Our core values are listed on the wall. We're showing you sterilization. All of my dental assistants are actually trained in hand and arm massage. So every patient is offered a complimentary hand and arm massage. We have headphones to take away the sound with iPads. And when we finish, we actually have, yeah, it's crazy. So when it's finished, we actually give you a peppermint scented towel. So like that's our patient experience. You okay, know? wait, by the way, I, I feel as if I need to come to Jamaica right. just to, to get my teeth cleaned right now. <laughs> Absolutely. But, you know, that was sort of like, you know, with any business and no matter if it's a local business or an online business, you have to always think like, what is your brand? You know, what do people say about you when you're not around? You know, what is your culture? What do you want to be known for? And so like before I put in anything that was like number one, like what is, you know, what is the vision of this practice, you know? So we put in those things and so we, we said, we okay, can't, we can't move from there yet right? <laughs> um, because there's so much in that. Uh, because Here's the thing, right? You could have like an awesome Facebook marketing strategy and then the people come to your business and your business is kind of crappy. It kind of defeats the entire purpose, doesn't it? You're absolutely right. And I can tell you, I was talking to someone yesterday and, and I said, okay, today I, I told him, I said, tomorrow I'm going to write a post about, you know, Facebook check-ins and our, our Facebook Wi-Fi, And because we've had some really interesting things happening, you know, people are checking in to get their free Wi-Fi, and all of a sudden now it's showing up in their news feeds and they're able to leave reviews. So our reviews numbers are You said checking in to get access to Wi-Fi? Right. How does that work? Right. So Facebook has a feature called Facebook Wi-Fi. And what happens is they actually have some recommended um, um, modems that you would use. And when someone goes to your business, we named it, for example, JCDS, which is our practice, Jamaica Cosmetic Dental Services, JCDS Wi-Fi. So people see it. They click on it, obviously, because they want to join. And all of a sudden, what pops up on their device is our Facebook page, right? And so it has a place where they can check in. And when they check in, they get immediate access to our Wi-Fi. So now what? they can browse. <laughs> how, how do I, how have I never heard of this before? It's really cool. 
it's really i'm actually writing a blog post about it so today. where do you go to find out about facebook you just we well, can just yeah you can just google it and okay. i mean it's it's on facebook in their business section um but it's really cool so what happens is they check in and it shows up in their news feed that they've checked into your practice and so i actually have a friend of mine who checked in so i was able to see what happened in his personal news feed and people are like commenting on it oh my gosh you know what did you do or how was it and he's responding back and forth and then when it shows up in their news feed there's actually a box where they can leave a review right huh. it's really cool okay <laughs> so, so the, the first thing i'm gonna say is if you have a physical business and you care about using facebook or you don't care about i don't care what you care about no i'm just joking about that part <laughs> but get look into this because this sounds like a really good idea for anyone that has a local business and wants some facebook interaction no, it's, it's phenomenal. I mean, I can't believe what's happening. And, you know, you can actually log in through your business's page, either on mobile or desktop, and you can see all of the check-ins and see interactions. It's really, really cool, you know. But, um, yeah, so I was talking to someone yesterday, and he's like, you know, I can't put that up in my, in my practice because I'm afraid of what people are going to say, you know, with the reviews because we always run late. <laughs> I'm like, well, you need to get that right before, <laughs> before you put in, you know, these sort of things. So, I mean, in terms of going back to your question about systems, you know, you have to have a system for having, you know, for everything, you know, having an amazing team make sure that they're trained, make sure that there's consistency. So even that patient experience that we spoke about earlier, it's all systematized so that at the end, our goal is to ask the patient, how was your experience today? So the hygienist asks them, I ask them, and then the front desk. And when they get to wow. the front desk, you know, what happens is that the front desk person says, okay, great. Do you mind sharing a testimonial? And then the patient can now either do a Facebook Live or they can do a video testimonial, which we can now put up on what our Facebook page, right? And so we actually have our patients actually promoting or in a sense selling our practice you know, for us. And so the system was at the end of the day, we need to have a video testimonial, which means that every single point has to be there. You have to have consistency. Everybody has to be offered an iPad. Everybody has to be offered, you know, the hand and arm massage. We have to ask three times the doctor, the hygienist and the front desk, how was your experience? And if all of those things go, we know that we're going to have, you know, someone say it was, it was phenomenal, the best experience they've ever had. So that's just one example of systems that we have put in place. Um, and like you said before, once you have that right, then you can start really putting yourself out there to the world because you're not afraid. You know, you're happy for people to connect with you because you know that your business is set up correctly. No, okay. So you said that's one example. I think that's the best example you probably could have given because that's awesome. Now I'm I'm wondering because you have a physical business. A lot of the people that uh, are listening to this podcast are maybe online entrepreneurs. They don't have a business for people to come to. What are your thoughts on how like someone like me that's running an online business can deliver that wow experience so that the at the end of the day we can get that awesome testimonial and really just deliver a well i was going to say deliver value but i'm just going to say deliver wow like you're doing with your practice absolutely and it really comes back to no matter what sort of business that you're doing giving value, showing up and exceeding people's expectations. And so, you know, even for my Facebook course, 
you know, I have a, a private Facebook group and I'm showing up. And if people have questions, I'm actually doing little video clips for them to show them exactly how our people are asking a question. I'm doing a Facebook live in the group to actually show up and guess what's happening. It's growing my business because these people are now telling other colleagues of theirs, you have to join this course because not only do you get the content, but like she shows up and she's there for you and she's going to make sure that you're okay throughout the process. And I think that's really important. You know, you don't want to just put a course out there uh, put or put content out there and, and you're not sort of keeping in touch with what I say, your family or your people, people that have decided to connect with you. I think that's so significant because, you know, when someone joins a Facebook group, uh, what, what you're talking about is really simple. But when someone joins a Facebook group, they don't really expect that. They expect, you know, hey, people are going to go in there, ask questions. Some of them are going to get answered. Maybe the person that runs a Facebook group is going to check in once in a blue moon or whatever the case might be. But by going that little bit above and beyond, that really does help to kind of set you apart from others. Absolutely. And it doesn't take a lot of time. I mean, you don't have to spend eight hours in there every single day, you know, but take take 10 minutes a day, you know, just to to pop in, answer any questions, you know, it really makes a difference. And of course, there's not enough time to do everything um, that you want to do every single day, but there's always time to do what's most important. And to me, that's just super important. Love it. Love it. Okay. So you put the systems in place um, and you're starting to use now. Okay. So th the business is where you want it to be. Let's use Facebook to get people to the business. Let's talk about some of the things that you did on Facebook when you were first kind of getting started with it to get people exposed to your business. Absolutely. And it's very interesting because, uh, you know, I am now in two different spaces, a local business space, as well as an online marketing space. And it's very interesting because the funnels are really a little bit different. And so, of course, in the online space, you know, it's important if you have fans or people following your page, but it's not as important. Uh, but in a local business, it's extremely important, especially for a dental practice, because it's all about how you make people feel. And people are very fearful, for example, in my industry, right? And so how I was able to grow was, again, showing up, being consistent, people asking questions, and we were answering them, directing them to, for example, Facebook Messenger, where we could sort of interact with people and we have all of that sort of scripted out so we can easily respond to people even from you know a smartphone and that's another system but just sort of showing up and offering value um, there so that we're always there and then once we got to that point it's really looking at doing like the targeted marketing creating all of those audiences so that you can make sure that your message gets in front of the right people so it's you know website traffic people that are on your email list uh, you know, targeting patients and a lookalike audience of our existing patients. Um, and some of those things definitely are mirroring in the online space, but really just getting that out there, having a lot of campaigns um, that are just really targeted for promotions. And, and again, just really promoting those video testimonials and those sort of things, because it's all about how you make people feel. And once people connect with you, then they will want to do business with you. And especially if you're offering something that's very different or very unique. Got it. Okay. So I'm, I'm actually glad you went in that direction because I don't think I'm thinking back to all my podcast episodes on Facebook. Most of them deal with organic 
traffic and organic engagement and organic exposure. But it sounds as if you've done a significant amount of paid advertising. Is that correct? Well, we do both. And um, it's very interesting because there are definitely some huge strategies to get organic reach. And I've just completed a little um, a little study within my page. And it's very interesting because we did um, five different posts that were on there. And I looked at the the actual reach of the post. And so I know that if we are doing something that people connect with, then there's going to be a lot of exposure. If you have a video, it's going to be a certain amount, a static image. If you're doing a quote, and all of these are, of course, going down <laughs> in terms of the reach. And yeah. so what I've realized, too, is that, like, for example, we had a post that went up the Olympics have just passed. And so Shelly Ann Fraser Price, who's a big, you know, um, sprinter Jamaican athlete is actually a patient of mine. And so the night of the opening ceremony, she has the green and gold hair and I'm like, okay, we are on it. As soon as she finished, I found an image and I put it up on my Facebook page. Now this is something that my target audience are going to connect with. Right. And I was the first person to put it up. What I realized is that like in an hour, it was already in like a thousand people's news feeds. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is really interesting. And what happened is people started to like it and then it went up. So the next morning it was like several thousand and like two weeks later, it's thousands of news feeds in terms of just reach. And it was because we had more, more engagement. And so what I have really been able to prove is that the more, of course, people react to your posts the more engaging it is, the more, you know, you're going to have that free reach. And so like what I teach dentists is, you know, there are some pay strategies, but you want to make sure that you're, 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 you're having engaging content, people, things that will evoke emotion. And I always say, if you're putting something up there, you know, have in your mind that you want it to be shared. And so once you have that shareable content, then what happens is you can get that organic reach, but nobody is going to want to click on, you know, a little boring cartoon of a tooth, for example, you know, in terms of <laughs> my, my local, you know, industry. And I see so many dentists doing that. And, you know, there's so much competition in people's news feeds, you know, they're friends post, their families post, other businesses, articles, and then your dental practice, you know? So you really have to, I mean, you really have to create that engagement so people will react to it. They will share it. And I can tell you in my practice, our posts get shared all the time and it's because of that engaging content. And so things go viral. And so we get that exposure completely, you know, for free, but there's also the paid part of it. And of course, the algorithm has just changed. And so you want to make sure that you're embracing Facebook ads. And I've been using Facebook ads for a while, and it's just getting better and better and better in terms of the targeting, the retargeting, you know, putting an offer and they're not taking it up, you know, so you can go back to them and say, hey, you know, we noticed that you downloaded this, but you didn't do this, you know, Um, here's another opportunity. And it's really cool when you can really just sort of speak to people as if you're talking directly to them. And that's really the power of Facebook ads. Okay. So, so let's take this in two stages then let's go with the organic stuff and then let's kind of transition and talk a little bit about the paid stuff. Now you mentioned as an example, what happened at the Olympics. Now, if I'm a dentist, I am probably not thinking about Olympics and sharing that content because I don't know necessarily that, hey, you know, I'm not bringing in athletes or anything of that sort. How do you determine 
what kind of content to, to post on your Facebook page so that it is engaging in the right way, but you're also maybe taking advantage of some of these significant events like Olympics and so on. W what's your thought process like when you are deciding what kind of content to just post on your page? Right. So what I'm thinking is several things. So if there's any sort of local event happening that my audience is going to connect with. Maybe it's a local race. Maybe it's, you know, any sort of thing that's happening in your community, a big charitable event that's happening. Uh, those sort of things we, we will always post on. Um, in terms of, you know, in our practice, we do a ton of outreach. And so we, for example, have a, a competition called Project Smile, where we give away a free smile makeover um, every single year. And so we're putting up posts about that competition. Uh, we're out in the community changing lives. We're putting that up. Again, the patient testimonials. We're doing some educational articles, but we're sending a ton of people outside of Facebook to our website so that they can read and learn more about us. But it's really all about sharing the culture in terms of a local business, um, all about sharing your culture and what makes you again, different and unique. And, you know, really speaking to whatever problems that people have, how you can solve their problems. And that really relates even to the online, um, marketing space. It's all about solving people's problems and not that you're an expert or you're the smartest person in the room, but you know, something that someone doesn't know and you can help them. Or in our case of a dental practice, people have a problem or maybe they're very fearful. And so we do a lot of content that speaks to, you know, easing your, your fear so that you can actually come in and have work done that you know you want to do, but you're just so afraid to go ahead and do it. So I, I heard a few keywords there, and some of those keywords were things like culture. Right. You have to understand the culture of your audience, whether you're a local business or an online business. The culture of your audience is something that you need to be keenly aware of. That's one. Another thing is whatever problems they might be dealing with and how you can solve their problems. And if you kind of think about it from that perspective, you're going to be able to create the kind of content that's going to engage them even more because they are struggling with those specific problems. I'm also hearing, you know, especially if you're a, a, a local business, local events, because that's a part of the culture of the people that you are targeting. And if you can show that, well, if you can be engaging in those kinds of discussions, it's going to kind of keep you top of mind. Is, is that a good summary of what you're saying there? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, again, just relating it back to the online space, you know, sometimes you have to pivot. You know, and it's like me, I, you know, I started my podcast and I thought that I would be teaching people how to build a better culture for their practice or how to build systems, you know, but what happened is that my audience was saying, we have a problem. We don't know how to grow our practice, you know, with this new media, social media. And so I said, okay, I know how to do that. Um, let me help you solve your problems. And so even though, you know, I have not been in this online marketing space for very long, I just started uh, my fir first course was a few months ago, but I actually pre-sold about $40,000 worth of courses, which is crazy for someone who doesn't know anything about online marketing or <laughs> didn't <laughs> or didn't at that point, you know, and it's really, again, just 
just understanding what people's problems are and saying, hey, I, I can help you with that, you know. So that's really, you know, the, the key takeaway in terms of that, you know, for your audience just sort of listening, you know, and those Facebook groups are really good emails that you're getting surveys, you know, asking questions, what do you need? What do you you know, what do you want? And being able to provide that solution for them. Okay, so I'm going to ask a, a question that's going to sound really simple. And people might be like, why in the world are you asking that question? We all know how to do this. But especially when it comes to online, how you mentioned listening. How do you listen? How do you know what people are struggling with? How do you listen to, to what they are dealing with? What's, what's your process for that? Okay, well, I can tell you uh, the, the Facebook group has been great. Um, questions that come in through email. You know, sometimes people are sending me messages through Facebook Messenger. Um, and it's really the questions that they're asking me. Then guess what happens? The next day I'm writing a blog post about it. <laughs> or I'm doing a Facebook live about it. And so that's sort of how I, you know, put content out there. It's based on questions that people ask me about, you know, the different content that I put up or in the Facebook group again, people are struggling with different things and it's those sort of topics that I really am writing about. And of course, you know, anything that's new or current, I can tell you when Facebook live came out, I was so excited. And, you know, I did a Facebook or a podcast that same day about it, you know, so really always just trying to be first, if you can uh, be innovative. And, and again, just just listening, finding out what questions people have, and then sort of responding, if you can, immediately, I've had, you know, on Saturdays, a lot of questions come into my Facebook group. And I took that take those Saturdays, and I'll do a Facebook Live. And there's so much engagement, because if one person person is asking the question, other people also have that same question. So when it comes to organic reach, and we know Facebook has been making all kinds of <laughs> algorithm right. changes. Are there things that just don't work for you anymore? Um, well, what doesn't work for me, I can tell you non-engaging content doesn't work <laughs> <laughs> for me. And you know, that my study proved what do you that. Mean, what do you mean by that? What, what is non-engaging content? Right. So if you're putting up something that everyone else is putting up, you know, if you're putting up content, that's not making you stand out, no one is going to see it. And it's because what happens is that, of course, Facebook has become this major, like, you know, monstrosity now, you know, and it's like, when I first started using Facebook a few years ago, or in 2010, you know, you didn't have as many users, and now there's like 1.6 billion users. And so there's only so many things that people will see in their news feeds, or there's only so many things that people are going to put a heart behind or, or like or share. And so again, just putting in, for example, in a dental space, putting up a little cartoon of a, of a tooth or putting up a tooth that has like blood on it. I mean, nobody's gonna click on that, but you know, so many people are, are sort of doing these things and they're copying off of other people. That just doesn't work. You really have to be unique. And even in terms of the online space, you know, I've seen some really amazing, you know, ads that show up in my newsfeed that has phenomenal copy that's very unique and the colors are very different. And it makes me curious. Like I want to know more about what they're actually, you know, 
posting. Um, and those are the things that are going to work now. Just putting up something and hoping that people are going to click on it. No one clicks on it. And then it does not get that organic reach because Facebook is really saying, okay, the more people that click on it, I will put it out to more news feeds. So five more people click on it or, or react to it or engage with it, I'm going to put it out in more news feeds. And I really proved that with my study. And so it's really, again, just having very unique images, amazing copy, and just doing something that's very different. Okay, so I'm going to ask the exact opposite question. Uh, are there things that are working particularly well for you? I see that you're doing all kinds of content on Facebook, from Facebook Live to videos to, 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 to just images to whatever the case may be. Are there things that, man, this is really doing well for me right now? Right. So Facebook Live is really huge right now, of course. And it's because they're, of course, giving priority uh, in the news feeds. I can tell you we've been doing video views uh, campaigns. And, you know, at first, I know in this space, uh, many social media experts per se were saying, you know, you really don't have to do ads because you're getting that organic reach with the Facebook Live. But from the very beginning, I was I love to test. So it's like, okay, let me not put an ad on this. Let me put an ad on this and spend like $5 and see what happens. And of course, you know, my costs per view were like one cent. So I'm like, okay, and it gets put in so many more news feeds and so many more people see the actual content. So video views ads, I think are really big. Um, even though priority is given right now to Facebook Live, you can get your content out in way more news feeds that way. Um, you know, just retargeting is really big right now. Again, just being very creative and letting people know, hey, and it's really cool when you get one of those ads, like, you know, you register for a webinar and all of a sudden you get something in your newsfeed that says, thanks for what, you know, registering for the webinar. You're like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. <laughs> you know, and you're like, this person is really innovative. And, you know, if they're going to remarket to me that way, clearly these people are different or, you know, they have something very special that I need to follow, you know? So I encourage people to really start understanding and learning how to to retarget website traffic, you know, of course, having the pixel and just, you know, leading people through your funnel. So you're taking people from a read magnet, you know, to retargeting those who did not take up your lead magnet, you know, to people who did not take up your intro offer, right, to wait, people wait, who wait, did wait, not wait, take okay. up your core offer, right? This is, oh, there's so much stuff in there <laughs> again. It's like you just drop these bombs and it's like so much info. Oh, we, we're going to dissect that. Well, I'm not letting you get away with just... <laughs> throwing out words like remarketing and targeting and pixel and all that stuff. We're going to dig into this. Right. So before we do that, now you mentioned um, that you've been running ads on Facebook live videos. And just to clarify, I'm, I'm assuming you're saying what you're doing is once the live video is done, you're running ads to kind of give it a, that additional boost after the fact. Is that correct? Absolutely. And again, what I'm doing is I'm saying, okay, the video is complete. It's on in my newsfeed now. And then I'm saying, okay, who do I want to see this? And so I'm typically targeting uh, having different audiences. So I'm saying, okay, let me put it in front of people that have visited my website within the last 180 days or people that have, you know, been on my people who are on my email list, you know, people who are, you know, a lookalike audience to my my current customers or my current patients for my local business. And so I'm being very specific. So I think a lot of times what happens is people spend way too much 
on Facebook because they don't understand that targeting part of it. And they just boost a post and say, okay, let me just hit that blue box and spend $20, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and it's okay. And I used to do that too. And that's why, you know, I can speak about it now because the results are so different now that I'm not doing that. But when you can say, okay, this video is about a specific topic, or maybe I'm doing a video, for example, in my dental practice about uh, teeth whitening. Well, what I can do is now have this show up in the news feeds of people who have visited a page on my website about teeth whitening or people who are in a funnel um, dealing with an email funnel dealing with, you know, teeth whitening. And so you can be re like really, really super ninja and strategic. Um, and so, you know, that's sort of to me what this thing is kind of all about. Gotcha. OK, so here's what we're going to do. we got about 10 more minutes in this interview. And what I would love for you to do is I am listening to all these words. Let's say someone's listening to that right now and thinking, oh, man, this sounds so great. I want to do what she's doing. I want you to kind of walk us through a, a, a process for getting started with Facebook ads and the retargeting and all that good stuff so that we can take full advantage and you only have 10 minutes. <laughs> so where do we start if we want to get into doing some of these things that you're doing? Good stuff. And I'm actually going to talk about the online business process. And it does actually relate in the local, but I know that your audience is really in the online space. So yes. I'm going to speak to that. Right. Okay, good. So as you know, when we are really trying to get our content out there, and I mean, this podcast is all about, you know, blogging, right? And so, you know, we're blogging and we are sending people to our website, for example, with a Facebook ad. And so once we're doing that, of course, it's nice to have a lead magnet on there where we can actually collect their email address so that we can continue to stay in contact with them. So in terms of Facebook ads, what you want to do is you want to start looking at, okay, these people have been to my, my blog post, right? But they have not actually taken me up on the lead magnet. And so I want to create an additional ad that shows up in their news feeds that says, hey, I noticed that you are interested in this topic but you haven't actually, you know, taken up us up on this particular, you know, free guide that I'm trying to give you or this free training or this three part video series. Um, so here's another chance, you know, to have this opportunity. And so what happens is that you start to significantly increase the conversions of people that are actually taking you up on that lead magnet. And, you know, you can just continue to go from there, you know, from there in your your lead magnet, you can have, for example, uh, after they check out that they're going to a different page for an intro offer. Right. So you're you're offering, you know, maybe a 1997 course. And the interesting thing is that a lot of people say, no, I just want to take them to my four hundred and ninety seven dollar product, you know. But what happens is that maybe people don't know who you are yet. Yeah. So you really are growing that sort of rapport with them they and letting them, they don't trust you, right? So when you're able to sort of have that, of course, intro offer, that's a 1997, you know, product, what happens is all you're really trying to do is just pay for your Facebook ads. <laughs> gotcha. Right? Now, now, before we actually move on, I think there's, let's talk about a, a step that happens even before that, because I have to be able to track that they visited my website and, right. and that, or they have not visited my opt-in page. How do I do that? 
Right, absolutely. So we spoke a little bit earlier, of course, about the pixels. So the, the, the Facebook pixel is a HTML code, of course, that you're putting on different pages on your website. So say, for example, you have, um, you have a read magnet, uh, you have a blog post, and then you have something that you have them opting in for. You can put a little bit of an HTML code on, on both pages. And one, you can actually do something called optimization for conversions. And it sounds kind of technical, but it literally like takes two seconds to put this on your website. Um, and so what happens is that you can actually track or the Facebook pixel will tell you or you will get a report in Facebook that tells you if someone actually opted in. And so it's just a tracking information that you can have, again, in your Facebook uh, dashboard and that will just, tell you. And right? just to clarify, where do I get that pixel from that I use? Right. So you can actually go to Facebook. You can actually just Google in um, Facebook pixel and uh, it tells you exactly where. But if you are familiar with the Facebook ads platform, once you're in that ads dashboard, there's actually a, a little button right there and you select pixel and it guides you through. It's yeah. really quick. You know, you just click on that and it gives you that code and you just place that code directly. It's called a base code. So you put it on every single page of your website and you put it on all of your blog pages, right? And then you can add an additional line of code that will allow you to track those conversions. So you would now put that on the actual, you know, thank you pages that you have. And if you have, for example, and this is maybe getting a little bit step further, but once you start actually selling products, you can have that extra code that actually tracks purchases and the amount that people are spending for the courses. And so again, now that you have this information and these little quick things that you put on your Facebook page, or sorry, on your your um, landing pages, then you can go back later and track and say, okay, I spent this amount for the ad and this is how many people actually took me up. This is the cost per conversion. This is how much it costs for me to actually make a purchase. So it's really, it's really amazing. And like I said, it's pretty simple to do. Um, if you go there, it actually sort of guides you through exactly how to do that. Um, but it's, it's really amazing and super powerful. And once you start doing that, again, you can really make sure that your ad costs are way, way down. You don't have to spend a ton of money once you have the right audiences and you're targeting correctly. And, and just for anyone that's listening and you're wondering, man, this really sounds complicated. If you have a WordPress blog and you've installed Google Analytics on your blog, you know, you went and you got a code from Analytics and you put it on your blog somehow, whether it's through a plugin or whatever the case might be. That's the exact same process that we're talking about right now. You get the pixel, which is just a, a, a little bit of code, and you add that to the same place where you added your Google Analytics stuff. And now it can track all of your pages, and it's not something you have to do for every individual page. Um, now, depending on the landing page software that you're doing, you might have to do that a little differently, just like you did with Google Analytics. But now you're giving Facebook the permission and the ability to track people that come to your site. So, Absolutely. <laughs> so, it, it, so the sequence that you are proposing, and it's it sounds like a great sequence, and it's very simple, it's very straightforward. You You have people that are visiting your blog, and then you say, Hey, if these people have visited my blog, but they have not opted into my email list, you're going to target them on Facebook and say, hey, you know, you visited my blog. You haven't joined and gotten this awesome resource. 
come over and join it. And then they join, and then you target those people that have not bought your first low price product, and you say, hey, you know, I see you've joined, but you haven't bought. Go ahead and check this out because it's going to provide you with even more value. And you're kind of building trust along the way. Absolutely. And again, when you start talking to people like they see you talking to them <laughs> individually, they're going to say this is a really savvy business <laughs> because they're they're realizing that I didn't do something. And so they're, they're going to be more likely to actually convert and click on your particular ad and take you up on that offer. Yeah, it sounds like they would take you more seriously because of how advanced you seem, even though you're doing some really simple strategies. Absolutely. <laughs> so let's talk about the ads then, because um, I, I love this process and I, I'm, I'm assuming you can just take that and continue it. If you have higher price products and higher price products beyond that, you can kind of walk them through this funnel that provides more value at a higher expense. Now, in terms of the ads, do you have any tips for the actual ads that you create, whether it's the images you create or whether you're using video ads or the copy? What tips can you give us to kind of get us on our feet if we want to create a compelling ad? Right. So one thing that I think it's, is really important, of course, is the image. Uh, again, something that's really popping out. And, you know, it's very interesting because sometimes people... Uh, people want to put images of themselves uh, and people may not know who you are. So I always say too, you know, when you're doing your, your ads or your copy, you want to test different versions. Of course, one perhaps with your image, one without your image. There are certain colors that are said to convert better um, in terms of uh, oranges and yellows, things that would contrast with the Facebook blue. Um, and, you know, really in terms of copy, just making sure that you're talking to people just like you would every single day. And I think sometimes people are just way too technical, but if you just sort of break it down, like you're having a conversation, people can hear that. And that will make them be more likely, again, to just go ahead and take action, you know, definitely making sure that you have that call to action, telling people exactly what you want them to do. And, you know, even in the ad at the very bottom, uh, when you're creating that ad, for example, in Power Editor, you can replace what the link would show up as and, and just putting an offer. I've seen people put in there, you know, you want to grab this offer or, you know, <laughs> <laughs> these sort of really cool things that make people say, all right, cool, let me go ahead and click on it. Or, you know, you want to click on it, you know, so just having fun with people and just being relaxed and showing, showing your personality, you know, people really connect with that. I love it. Okay, so you mentioned, and we're going to wrap it up now, you mentioned, you kept m mentioning this study that you've done. Is this something that people can get access to? Right. So I'm actually in the process of, of also writing a, a, a um, post about that, which should be up at the end of the week, or I can sort of get it to you so you can put it out there um, in your show notes if you do that as well. Definitely. But it's, it's, you know, it's really, it's very interesting because it's an organic study to show you, you know, how things get put in more news feeds based on the interactions that people have. And um, if people want to find out more about you, what you do, I mean, I most of the people listening to this aren't dentists, right. but I believe that they can get a tremendous amount of value from seeing what you're doing in the dental field that they can apply to their businesses. So where where should we send them? Good stuff. So my website is actually um, www.deliveringwell.com. And I do have my podcast, which is the Delivering Wild Dental Podcast. Awesome. Man, thank you so much 
for all of that, man. That's great stuff. I know people are going to be like all excited and want to test out all these things. So, Dr. Anissa Holmes, thank you so much for coming on here and delivering so much value. Good stuff. Awesome. Hey, guys, check her out, deliveringwow.com. You're going to get a lot of value from just seeing what she's doing and how she's teaching other dentists to apply these principles in their business. So go ahead, go ahead and check that out. This was episode 276. I hope you got value from it. If you missed anything, don't worry. We took the notes for you. It's in the blog post. Becomeablogger.com slash 276. It'll all be there. If you know someone that can benefit from this, go ahead and share it with them. And hey, if you want to take your your blogging business to the next level, you want to be coached by me for free, (laughs) go ahead and check out the Become a Blogger Coaching Club. You can find out more about it by going to bloggercoaching.com. And here's what's going to happen. For 30 days, 30 entire days, you get access to all of my resources, all of my courses, my Facebook group, my, 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 my live coaching calls, all of the things that I do to try to deliver. Wow. <laughs> you can check it out at bloggercoaching.com. You don't even have to put your credit card details. Just go ahead and sign up for free. That's pretty much it for this episode. This is Leslie Samuel here from becomeablogger.com. Where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And until next time, take care and God bless. Bless.